Welcome to the mandatory. If you're hearing this, it's obviously on the audio side. So that means you can leave a rate and review. And of course, we do appreciate that. If you do uh, give us a five star, also follow us at the mandatory TKO. Brian, you know, we've been doing this on Thursdays and lots of news has been breaking and there has been big news this week. And this happens just after we did a whole show after Berlanga uh, was victorious. We put together, you know, a clip. Mangia, Berlanga, and both of them could possibly be facing Canelo Alvarez now. Yeah, or Jake Paul, who continues to call out uh, Canelo <laughs> Alvarez. Uh, Canelo Alvarez has a lot of options, which we're going to talk about on this show. Uh, what we're not going to talk about is um, Guillermo Rigondeaux is apparently doing bare-knuckle boxing. So I just I wanted to spend that. 10 seconds on that real quick. Um, what happened, bro? Like, bare-knuckle boxing on May 11th. In Mohegan Sun Casino, according to BKFC president David Feldman. Guillermo Rigondeaux. Oh no. They should have a leak for Thumb War. They might actually. That shit would be I would Man, I would want to take league, part in that. There's a Dexter sent me this. There's a league on YouTube overseas, I think it's in Asia, for literal phone booth fighting. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. They I, give I've people seen that. like MMA sized gloves so four ounces and they just literally fight in a phone booth and i'm like that's that's extreme i'd yeah. probably watch it but that's extreme <laughs> that's gonna bring us to our show now Hey, what's up? Welcome to another edition of The Mandatory. If you like the content, hit that like and subscribe button. Also follow us on our social media channels. We're at The Mandatory TKO. And if you've already been rocking with us, thank you so much for the support. Brian, lots to get into, but of course, we got to start off with the face of boxing. Canelo Alvarez has reportedly left PBC. He's now a free agent. And a According to the reports, this is because, well, PBC had a deal with him. It was a three-fight deal, and he was guaranteed $35 million for each fight, regardless if he lost money. And you know promoters before messing around with Canelo, uh, they've lost money on some fights because sometimes those pay-per-views don't make as much money as they're guaranteeing Canelo. So PBC was okay with giving him the $35 million guaranteed if it made sense. On the business side so they were like yeah we're good if uh to do it with mel then mel put up a stinker against canelo right and they were good with giving it for him and benavidez but i think pbc was like yo pump the brakes doesn't really make sense to give you 35 million guaranteed if you're gonna fight jamal charlo and canelo was like well that's not gonna work for me that's not the deal i signed up for and he's walked away from pbc they have mutually decided to part ways reportedly and you know, no, you could go either way. You could, you know, take Canelo side. You could take PBC side because it's like a business move. And there's lots to get into here. There's lots to unpack. Brian, your thoughts on Canelo Alvarez leaving PBC? This now, a, a lot of people are not going to take Canelo Alvarez side here. Um, not that I am, but I do think that PBC is in an interesting spot. And by interesting, I mean a pretty bad one. It looks like just from the standpoint of business wise, a lot of fighters are leaving and you have this deal with Amazon now, 
who I continue to say I'm not sure how much Amazon is going to care about boxing because they ventured into sports before, not Thursday night football, but like just general sports coverage. And that went away quickly because it was mismanaged. I heard that from somebody this week. So looking at how they're going to sort of handle the boxing side, if they're not going to be serious, that's the last thing a boxing product needs is a media company to not be that serious. And the reason why this affects PBC is because one, they're partners and two, we're in basically March now. And there's been one, one PBC on Amazon card formally announced for March 30th. And now we're seeing that Javante Davis and Frank Martin, which we did put a clip out on already, that looks to be agreed upon. So in theory, that would be the second card. When PBC was on Showtime and with also with Fox, but when PBC had those deals, they would come out the gate the beginning of the year. Here's what we have until June, basically. Boom, 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 boom. Keith Thurman versus this person. Sean Porter versus this person. Boom, boom, boom. All the way, like the first half of the year. Now, sometimes things would have to get pushed back. Things would have materialized, whatever, at the end of the day. But you would still get several fight cards from now until whenever the summer comes. And now you're seeing a lot of fighters leaving. Subriel Matias is the latest one, one of the latest ones, who just went to match room. That's interesting. Eddie Hearn is talking about he'll welcome back Canelo Alvarez and try to get David Benavidez because David Benavidez's situation is now sort of unknown. We know he's going to fight uh, in June uh, in a light heavyweight fight. I Come to think of it, I don't think that's going to be on Amazon. I don't think that was announced part of the press release. Was it? I have no idea. Yeah, because like, yeah. Yeah, it, didn't even, it didn't even look to be the case. So it's like, if Eddie Hearn is saying that, hey, I can make Canelo Alvarez versus David Benavidez. Then there was another report saying that Canelo Alvarez may rejoin the zone to fight uh, Jaime Munguia and Edgar Berlanga, one before the other, you know, this year, whatever the case may be. Those aren't PBC fights. So I think PBC is in an interesting spot because the next person we're going to talk about is also not on a PBC contract anymore after having one fight with the promotion. So I think they have some things uh, to figure out and, um, you know, it's a platform that boxing obviously like benefited from. The PBC platform's been, you know, very good. Put up very good fights over the last few years, and now they're kind of in a in a weird situation as it pertains to Canelo Alvarez. If he's a free agent, yeah, everybody should be throwing a lot of money at him. I would like to see him fight David Benavidez. Still, that's the main Canelo Alvarez fight that You're, I want. You and but, everybody else uh, that's but, a boxing fan wants to see that fight. <laughs> It doesn't look like that's going to happen, though, in the immediate. But I'm fine with him taking on uh, Edgar Berlango, though I don't think he's ready, or Jaime Munguia, though I don't think he's ready, because I think those two guys should actually fight each other. But Canelo Alvarez is here without a formal opponent. It's basically, you know, the 1st of March, and he's going to fight in two months. So for PBC, when you take a look at the deal that they made on a business standpoint, totally makes sense. Yeah, they're probably going to lose money after Jermel put up a stinker against, you know, Canelo Alvarez. And they're like, I don't know if it necessarily makes sense to give you this 35 million guaranteed for Jermel Charlo. And when you take a look at it from that standpoint, definitely makes sense, right? But I'm kind of basing it, and you said something interesting, Brian. You said, you know, a lot of people aren't going to take Canelo's side. I kind of compare this to the NBA. Are you either with the players or are you with the owners? Because if you look at Canelo and what he made, he made a deal, and the deal was, yo, I got three fights with you, and clearly it was to knock off both Charlo brothers first. That was a part of the deal. And 
they agreed to that. They agreed to a three-fight deal, and clearly Canelo's plan was to fight both Charlo brothers, right? PBC agreed to give him $35 million guaranteed. It's not Canelo's fault that Mel went in there and barely did anything. That's not Canelo Alvarez's <laughs> fault, right? So he signed a deal with PBC. They agreed to it. And PBC, regardless of if they're thinking it's not a business, it's not going to help their business pretty much at that point. They'll lose money off of it. They agreed to that with Canelo. That was their agreement. So, I mean, a lot of people can are probably going to take PBC side because Canelo has been in issues like this before. Remember, he had a problem as well with Oscar De La Hoya and I'm not surprised that this PBC thing kind of fell apart because right now PBC and Amazon, if you really think about it, I'm very curious to know if Amazon also went into business with PBC because they knew that they had Canelo signed for three fights. That could also be a reason why Amazon was very interested in signing with PBC right? Because they have the biggest name in boxing. But now you take a look at PBC and you take a look at the roster and we are going to get into the other guy that recently just left PBC. When you take a look at their big names, I guess it would only be Tank. And then you got Eddie Hearn, who is kind of being the promoter right now that's a little bit cool with everybody. He works well with these fighters because uh, Devin Haney is working with him. It's not really working with him. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, he's moving around. So Eddie Hearn's kind of playing it well. And Canelo Alvarez, it is rumored. Um, it hasn't officially been announced, but it is rumored Cinco de Mayo weekend. He's going to be taking on Jaime Munguia first. And as you know, Oscar De La Hoya and Eddie Hearn have been able to put together a fight recently. Uh, Edgar Berlanga could possibly be seen, um, you know, in September. Uh, another big weekend, Mexican weekend as well in September, usually Canelo weekend. But I'm not going to lie, this isn't the worst fight that we could get. In fact, I think Jaime Munguia to me is a little bit more interesting than Jamal Charlo at this point, uh, just because of what we saw Munguia do to John Ryder. Is he ready? I don't know if anyone's really ready for Canelo Alvarez. I know Edgar Berlanga is not ready for Canelo Alvarez. Cause I think that's a tough task. We did put a video together and we let you guys know why we think Jaime Munguia and Edgar Berlanga uh, need each other. But nonetheless, um, Canelo Alvarez, leaving PBC on his terms, they're mutually separating. And he's going to probably fight Jaime Munguia on Cinco de Mayo weekend. Who is his next opponent? We'll wait and see and find out. But Canelo is going to make his bread somehow. Uh, and he's leaving for those reasons. Part of this is also Jamal Charlo not looking great against Jose Benavidez. <clears throat> Excuse me, even though he won that fight. That was also a return from a two and a half year absence in November of 2023 that I don't think a lot of people even remember, given that, you know, the card was on. It was a good fight. I, yeah, like it was fine. Um, but I, I felt like I felt like a lot of people thought that he would come back and get the stoppage. I wasn't surprised that he did it because of the long layoff and Jose Benavidez. I mean, it, it took terrible. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Terrence Crawford, 12 rounds to, to knock him out. Um, now, I would propose that this next person we talk about should probably fight both of the Charlo brothers instead of Canelo Alvarez. But yeah, I think I think uh, I think Jaime Munguia is a more interesting fight anyway, just from a purity standpoint, from a boxing standpoint. I just I don't think either of these dudes are going to test Canelo that much. I mean, if you take a look at the John Ryder fight, I think some people might want to place some money on Jaime Munguia. But for Canelo Alvarez, he's pretty much leaving because of the bread. He was guaranteed money, and he's not going to get it, so he's leaving for the bread. As for Terrence Bud Crawford, some people would disagree with you. Some people would say that he's just like kind of cherry picking. Yeah, taking an easier path, so to speak. Although I I, I don't think Jaime Munguia is. Uh, is Jaime Munguia an easier opponent than Jamal Charlo, who just came off of a two and a half year layoff and looked okay against Jose Benavidez Jr.? I mean, I thought he looked pretty good against Jose Benavidez Jr. I don't think he had like a phenomenal performance, but I thought it was definitely a good fight after not being in the ring for two years. But I think le- we can move on to uh, Terrence Bud Crawford because he has also left PBC, not for money reasons, but because he's not getting any fights there. Essentially, he beat up Spence so bad that Spence now had to get surgery. He couldn't pretty much keep up with the, you know, the rematch clause. Um, he did activate it, but then had to pull out. So essentially, I believe Bud signed a deal with PBC and what it was, it was a one fight deal. And then they had the rematch clause. Um, and so because Spence is inactive right now, essentially, um, because he is recovering, Terrence Bud Crawford is a free agent and he can bounce. And for Terrence Bud Crawford, it's like he's also leaving because PBC is always like the waiting game, right? He has to go now. What is Bud, like 35, 36 years old? So he wants the next big money fight. And for him, when he takes a look at who's available, um, he did say Tim Zhu wasn't going to be a moneymaker for him. Tim Zhu also fighting um, at the end of March against Keith Thurman. I think it's a moneymaker, but Bud doesn't think it's a big enough fight. Bud doesn't think Jerron Boots Ennis is a big enough fight for him. And he's kind of stuck like, well, who should I fight next? Right. Um, I think he would have fight Jermel Charlo, but then Mel put up a stinker. Like I said, right. He, he didn't put up a good fight. So Terrence Bud Crawford at this point in his career, he wants to make a lot of money. He wants the biggest fight. So I'm going to kind of connect the two here. If Bud doesn't sign for a fight in the next couple of months 
And I, I, I don't know if he's going to, if he's going to be able to, because who is he going to fight? Because he's already said, no, I'm not fighting Tim Zoo. Tim Zoo's fighting in March. He said, I'm not fighting Jerron Boots Ennis. He's like not a moneymaker. Um, he doesn't think the Charlo brothers are going to be making him any money after their performances. So he wants the next big fight. And the only person that he's really called out is Canelo Alvarez. Is it a possibility, Brian, that Canelo and Bud face off in September? Because that would be a massive fight, a really, really big fight, because Bud wants to make the money at this point in his career. He's not looking for those small fights. I'm not. I, I don't. Because Canelo Alvarez keeps saying and has said again, if I beat him, they're going to say he was too small. And if I lose, then obviously that's a bad look, yeah. losing to essentially a welterweight. And I believe him because he said that. He said that. Um, last year when he was at the press conference for the Jamel Charlo fight that I was at yeah. in New York and people were asking him about Terrence Crawford and the super fight or whatever. And he's just like, look, they're going to say he was too small, whatever. Um, you're more in on that fight than me. I just don't, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I you mean, were more in on uh, Teofimo Lopez and Bud Crawford, whereas yes. I'm more in on Canelo and Bud, because I think yes. at this point in Bud's career, he's looking to make the most money that he can. And that's the fight where he would make the most money. And so I'm just I like think, playing fantasy in the sense where like, well, who is Canelo's opponent in September? You know what I mean? So I just think the the way I look at that is is just I think Teofimo Lopez is crazy enough to go up to 154 if Terrence Crawford wants to do it at 154, right? Like, I just, I just think he's crazy. And I think, I I think Bud is crazy enough to be like, yo, I'm gonna go up to like 160, maybe a catch. But I don't think, yeah, I don't think Canelo does it though. This is my larger point. You, you never know with what Canelo wants to do. Uh, Some people think he's cherry picking a little bit. Um, I don't believe so. If you take a look at Canelo's resume, he's fought everyone that he said he was going to fight essentially like there was so much talking we talked about this on the preview with um him and jermel charlo and at one point i was like yo he's ducking this charlo brother he's ducking the charlo brothers but he wasn't he fought them and at this point in canelo's career it's like we want to see the benavides fight obviously that's the fight that everyone wants to see and we keep on saying it because that's the only fight we want to see but when is canelo gonna have that fight with benavides like i'm debating if it's even going to happen at this point we don't even know Benavides' terms with PBC, if he's going to stay there or if he's going to leave. Um, lots going on at PBC and Amazon, and it's it's really interesting. But, I mean, Terrence Bud Crawford, who does he fight next? If he's already – Brian, let me ask you that. Who does Bud fight next? Because it looks like it's going to be a year since we're going to see him in the ring, right? Because the fight okay. was in July. Yeah, so and, – and Bud usually fights, like, once a year anyways. Um, but, you want to guess the last time he's fought twice in a year? I just Ooh, looked it it's up. been a it's been a minute. I don't. It's got to be more than like four years. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. So you're 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 on it. Um, that was when you fought Me Machine and Amir Khan. Yeah. Oh my God, what he did to Amir Khan, that was ridiculous. Um, I was at that one too. I was at both of those actually. <laughs> those are both in New York. Back when we yeah. used to get fucking fights in New York. Well, apparently you guys are gonna get another one with uh Ryan oh, yeah. Garcia and Devin Haney. You guys are getting that one at the right? I already so... signed up. Matchroom. Don't play with me. Any final thoughts, though, on Terrence but Crawford leaving PBC or anything like that, Brian, before we get up out of here? I feel like he's going to move to Super Bowl. So, wait, it's something he's talked about doing. It's something that the WBO president came out and said, like, Terrence Crawford would love to fight at 154. And, you know, I think everybody knows this. Now it's just a matter of finding the right opponent. 
there's not a money opponent at 154. If I'm and that's what honest. he wants. And, and that's why I keep saying he would be crazy enough to move up to a catch weight of like 163 ish or whatever and fight Canelo. Cause he has pretty much said like, yo, there's no one, there's not a dance partner for me. He's pretty yeah. much said that. So Which it's like, is, what's it's, next? It's, it's, it sucks because Boots Ennis is right there. He says right. he's not big enough. He said Boots know, is not a big but... enough name. And, and you know what? I kind of agree. I, I don't disagree either, but like, so what? Like, like this is kind of this is kind of somebody who I mean, yes, Boots Ennis is a champ at 147 now. Terrence Crawford has titles at 147. I think they're both going to be at 154 at some point. I think Terrence Crawford just wants to do it sooner. Boots Ennis is younger. That's not if that's not a money fight for him, then you know I, I'm not sure Tim Zoo is. Um, I I think the money's there for Tim Zoo. Now, I think I think it would be there, especially like if he goes and like knocks out Keith Thurman. So that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. yeah. If if I think the winner of that fight could fight like okay, if Terrence Crawford, Terrence Crawford hasn't fought since July of last year, late July. The July winner 28th, Tim, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, 28, 29, something like that. So there's enough time for him to get in a fight between now and then. It'll probably be in July or in June, but with Keith Thurman and Tim Zhu fighting late March. Maybe the move is just wait to see who wins that fight. Because I think whoever wins that fight is gonna be a money player. I think Keith Thurman already is on name alone, but he he needs to he needs to get a win. He hasn't fought in two years. And the the Vegas will tell you he's not gonna win this fight because Tim Zhu is like a minus 800, 900 favorite. It's disrespectful. Is, it's I think wild. that's so disrespectful. The Vegas lines are so time. bad for the sport. The Vegas lines are so bad in boxing. We're gonna talk about a couple bad lines coming up, actually. Yeah. Um but ultimately, like, I think whoever wins that fight is probably the best you're going to do money wise, Terrence Crawford, if you want to if you want to do this at 154. Otherwise, like at, at the Errol Spencer rematch is going to take a long time to materialize. You don't want to fight Jerome Boots reportedly. Is he going to fight Erickson Lubin? Who's no. like a champion? Like I, you know what I mean? Like, I just I just don't think that Bud is looking to fight someone that isn't a big name at this point. I, I just that I think that's look at his age. I think he wants to make the most money that he can at his career. And at this point, he's pretty much at the pinnacle where everyone's like, yo, pound for pound, he's the best. So that's yeah. why I'm like, yo, September, Canelo, you never know. Will Canelo do it? Probably not. Um, Miss Spoke, never know, Miss also. I said, I said, is a champion. I mean, isn't a champion right now. Uh, Erickson Lupin, not a champion right now. Um, yeah, he's not like. A, who, who are we talking about here? The only and one that makes sense, and I've said this before, is Tim Zhu. Um, but Tim Zhu, I think he has to knock out Keith Thurman for it to make to make it a little bit interesting. And I, I do think he's going to beat Keith Thurman in that fight. And you and I have talked about this, and we'll wrap here with uh, this particular segment. But you and I have talked about this. There is a big lack of depth at 154 and at 160. And even at 147, like there are not a lot of like name guys in those divisions. There's some talent, but not a ton that'll make your casual fight fans stop what they're doing and watch them at all. Right. At 154, some would argue that there isn't any outside of maybe Tim Zhu. That's it. Virgil Ortiz is now at 154, but he's not a name that's resonating with more than just boxing fans right now. And it's something we talk about on the show because it matters. If boxing is going to be that sport again, yeah, you have to have stars that resonate outside of just the people that you know are going to be there at 11 p.m. Eastern time, 8 p.m. Pacific on a Saturday that are going to watch the sport. So, yeah, I agree. Um, I just, 
I just think that like, and then you go to middleweight if Terrence Crawford wants to get really ambitious. You're talking about Jamal Charlo, Chris Eubank Jr., Yanni Beck. Like he's not gonna fight any of these dudes. So I don't know. I don't know what you're gonna do, with Terrence Crawford. I say fight Boots Ennis. Honestly, I think that's your best option right he's now. Not, he's Ennis not gonna do it, and he, and he's not going to do it. So here at the mandatory, no. we want to know who you think uh, Terrence Bud Crawford is gonna fight next. Should fight next. Who do you think Canelo should fight next? Are you into the Jaime Munguia fight? Let us know. Drop your comments below. Also, follow us on our social media channels. And make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Thanks so much for rocking with us. We'll be back with some more content for you.